out. Let's exactly. See what we got yeah. As far as levels go, actually, yeah. those are really, really good levels. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just bullshitting because that's good. I'm, I'm, you know, you're, yeah. I don't have that much experience on a mic, so fine. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure it all out as we go. Do, you're actually, you're kind of talking like a vet right now, which is very, very good. Oh, you're, perfect. you're making good conversation. Uh, levels yeah. are coming in pretty good. Excellent. Uh, Thanks do, for do, encouraging do, do. me. Yeah, of course, dude. Of course. All right. So, oh, yeah, I'm coming in a little bit hot there. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Okay. Let me turn myself down just a bit. Check. Check, 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 yep. check, check. You're still, Perfect. You're a little am loud I, for me, I, but, I mean, that's okay. Let me... Uh, compare to yourself? Um... It's okay. Yeah, you're you can little, say yes. That's yeah, okay. a little, just a little bit. Okay, then I am but. going to check. <laughs> it's check, 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 check. How about there? Yeah, that's, Is that, that good? sounds all right. Yeah. Actually, that's really yeah, good. That sounds okay. pretty good. All right. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, I don't have my you my, don't have your notes. my pen and pad, pad, but I think we can wing it here. So, well, for, before before we get started with that i kind of wanted to ask you what um like the focus for the channel what's the what's the purpose we kind of talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago but really kind of wanted to you know get a more of like a like a direct line into actually what uh what the goal is what we're trying to to achieve on the on the channel i think the main focus is all of us are new dads. Yeah. Myself, you, and Brian are brand new dads. Um, Brian does have a kid from a previous relationship from a long time ago. But I, I think just the matter is, it's. I think it's more of a generational thing to where I want to spark up the conversation of uh, any of the new dads out there, or if you're just a dad in general, and you're looking for anything. You're looking for a voice. You're looking for a channel. You're looking for advice any sort of help uh I, I feel that especially like we're in obviously we're western culture um it, it, we were talking earlier about the moms and the moms traditionally have a very very good kind of support community support staff um whether if it's family it's friends things you see on the internet social media um the moms are very very connected with each other and you don't necessarily stereotypically see that with the dad community. I I want us to bring that sort of camaraderie, that support to the dad community. I want it to be just as strong as the mom community. And I think we can do that. I think we can help out a lot of people. And it's not just for dads either. I think it's also for moms too. I think it's also for the spouses uh, uh, it, or partners, what what have you, of it's it's you're hearing the other side of the relationship in parenthood and we all we all say that we have uh, the best form of communication or our communication with our spouses and significant others can only go so far when it comes to parenting sometimes sometimes we we go through things or we we have things that maybe we don't say because we're we're a little insecure i'll be the first to admit that or we just don't know if we should say it and just suck it up and keep going or you know what i'll figure it out i'm not going to voice that opinion i'm not going to say that i just i don't want to rile anything up and that's okay and that's for us to just be here to say you know what that's totally cool because we've gone through the same stuff yeah that's that's good that's I know good. I went on a rant, but no, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> that's I'm glad kinda, you said that. So, so more a, like a realistic kind of expectation of, of what uh, what a dad's like, and you know, in the year twenty twenty, twenty nineteen, exactly, exactly. Year we're in. And may, and because we don't have a name for the show yet, maybe that I don't know, like yeah, twenty twenty dads or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I don't know, but I think we're going to figure it out. So, um, what I think one of the first bullet points that you and I both agreed on, and obviously we can touch this on this subject again when we have uh, a full 100% of our staff here with Brian, is uh, before we talk about being dads, where did we all come from? What, what were our origins? What was life like for us as far as the era goes, as far as um, what were dads... What what did you perceive dads to be like when we were growing up? 
Um, I don't think we're too far uh, apart in age, so I'm assuming you're you're yeah. a child of the 80s. Yeah, I was a kid of the 80s, 1983. Um, okay. Yeah, born in 83, a Christian family. Uh, mom and dad are intact. They've been trying to have, have kids for a while, actually, before I came along, and then they actually stopped trying, and they were looking to adopt. And then uh, oop, I, I popped out, and you know, I was like, oh, here we go. So you were kind of an accident? But 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 uh, uh, I would say a happy a happy planned, well maybe not planned, but a happy accident. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and then so I'm the oldest of three. Okay. So okay. Um, I have a uh, middle sister who's two years younger than me, and a younger brother who's uh, four years younger than me. Okay. So how old am I? Thirty five, thirty six. Yeah. So they're all in their thirties now, but um yeah. So we grew up in. Till about in a Christian family, till about uh, let's see, I was ten years old, and that's when uh, divorce happened. I'm pretty sure most people are probably familiar with with divorce, but yeah. So your parents did get divorced. Yeah, yeah. So my when, mom and dad got um, divorced um, when when I was ten. Ah, man, how's the story go? It's kind of a different story than usual. Mom actually ran out on dad, so mom had found this other guy that she was into church actually he oh, was wow. yeah he was a cop oh my goodness. and so was they, he married he was oh, yeah wow. so they had a little fling going on how and long was that for it was about a year and a half they were seeing each other but the church that we went to at the time was you know oh you can work through this there's you know there's there's no problem my dad was like he was trying his best to save the family you know so your dad wanted to stay yeah so my wow. dad you know God bless him. He wanted to. He wanted to try to work it out. You know, he wanted to try to fix the issues that were there and work it out. But my mom, on the other hand, she really wasn't interested. Did you have young parents? Uh, no, actually, no. My, okay. Both my parents were in their late twenties when they when they had me. Okay, because yeah, they were trying. They were trying to have kids. So not not too old though. But but yeah, yeah not, they were not young, the traditional. They uh, were straight out of high school. Yeah, they were younger, but okay. not not too young. Okay, so. Yeah, so, yeah, so mom actually, <laughs> she actually, you know, they got separated then, and uh, she actually um, took us to this spot in Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland at the time, and she wasn't really allowed to just take us, because she didn't tell, she didn't tell dad. Oh. So you, you've heard of, like, I think they have a term for it now, Amber Alert? Oh, I was going to, uh, I would call that kidnapping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of, it's, okay. yeah, well, I, you know. But, I love my mom. So, I don't want to call it kidnapping. No, no, no. But, but at she, the time, she took you because she felt that that was maybe in you guys' best interest. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So her her deal was, you know, you, you guys are hanging out with this church group too much. They're they're great. They, they were charismatic. They were, you know, I wouldn't say they were a cult, but it was um it wasn't the healthiest environment, and there was a lot of pressure between my mom and my dad at the time to have them stay together from the church from the church, wow. of course. And, um, but my, you know, my mom just didn't, she, she wasn't buying in. She, she didn't want to have anything to do with that. So she took the three of us and she got a hotel room in Baltimore and she stayed there for like a couple weeks before, wow. before we were found. Wow. Yeah. So she got in a little bit of trouble. And you remember that. that pretty vividly? No, I, no, I was probably 10, 11. So okay. I was like, Hey, we're, we're going on a, on a vacation. I see. You know? Okay. Yeah. We're going on a couple of week vacation. We're going down that. to the, definitely. Got yeah. It. So we're hotel, nice hotel, you know, go down the Harbor every night. Um, oh. I think we went to like a sporting event or something like that. Were you with the, with, I, I were you with her lover? I was all? not. Oh, okay. no. So he was not around. Yeah. He wasn't around at okay. that time. Okay. So, so yeah. So we eventually got found mom got in a lot of trouble and the reason i'm telling you this is because my dad eventually got custody of all three kids wow myself my sister and my younger brother which you know back in the 90s that's unheard of man you know like it's always the mom who would get preferential custody you know and not to veer off course too much but was it maybe uh was it because she maybe took you guys or were well, yeah, that's other a, factors? Yeah, that's a direct result. It's okay. because she, you know, she she took us, you know, no one knew where the kids were. Wow. Uh, she was kind of off the radar at the time. Wow. And it took a long, we had to get, according to my dad, we had to get, you know, police involved and all wow. that other stuff to find us. Wow. 
Yeah. So what happened? Uh, so you guys get found. Um, mom gets in trouble. Your dad gets custody. I mean, does your mom, did she stay with this guy? Um, was he around in your life? Was it somebody else that she met after that? You know, after that incident, they, they broke up. Wow. Um, so they split. You know, mom then did her own thing. She eventually met another guy and they got married and that was, you know, that was cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, but my, for me growing up, it was, I spent most, a majority of my time with my dad during the week and I had, you know, visits with mom on the weekend. So mom was able to visit or have some sort yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It. And she wanted to be a big part, you know, still still be a big part of, you know, our lives and everything. There wasn't anything different there. She still loves yeah. us, wow. uh, still hangs out with us, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she just went about it a little bit, probably the wrong way. Okay. She didn't know how to handle it back then. Sure. I mean, you know, you... you I, I think that that's not not to say that um, you know what she did was was the right decision or the right thing to do, but I I think when you're going through something like that, I don't imagine to put myself in her, her shoes at all or into any or your dad or anybody else. But I think in the moment you feel like, and it does feel like from what you're telling me is that she she did have your best interest and she felt like she needed to do this or something like that i, I don't i don't know maybe i'm wrong no of course or, no and there's there's it's I not mean, like she had any malicious intent yeah no no malicious intent no nothing like that mm-hmm. it's all it's all love and we're right. still everything's fine now oh, it was wow. just you know okay. she made a made a probably a bad decision and sure. you know but it was you know intentions were good yeah exactly exactly but so i mean there still... were there were consequences to the that decision you know and as every um, decision uh, it, has a consequence exa- exactly Absolutely. and so she you know she paid for it and she's still you know it's it's kind of like more recently since i've had actually had had cora she's like very she likes to bring that up a lot more because she has still some like a little bit of regrets there i see and i just you know i just hey mom i love you it's okay it was in the past okay. you know let's let's move on let's it's it's fine chill is cora her first granddaughter uh no actually oh. my sister my younger sister has a one-year-old son okay so, so not too far away in right six months in difference okay yeah. got it okay yeah exactly six months and is she still in baltimore or where is she yeah so my mom is in uh she, yeah she's in maryland so okay. she's in uh well ken island so just you know little like farm farm town okay over on the eastern shore did your dad move away or did uh were there always kind of close proximity between your dad and your yeah mom? there was always close proximity so my dad lived in annapolis so about 20 minute 20 minute drive difference got it between us and that was you know as as i was growing up from about i don't know i say 10 years old till you know till 20 they all stayed in the same in the same general area and you don't see any sort of uh for you you don't have any toward uh any sort of resentment or any ill will toward either parent at all you you felt like no it, like kind of what you were maybe touching on earlier uh they had to do what they had to do or yeah was, well, it sounds like there was a lot of pressure from the church yeah so it's i mean that's it's that's a lot to it but no um i i do wish that uh i would have known earlier so this was all kind of information that was withheld from me until i was about 22 23 years old so I didn't really wow. know, like, I didn't really understand why I was, you know, with dad all the time. Cause at school, you know, I'd talk, you know, kids at school, they, a lot of people go through divorce. It's of not course. like, it's not like, you know, some people like to talk about it. Some people don't care. Some people don't want to talk <laughs> about it. But, um, every, I would get that question a lot. Hey, what, what do you mean you're with your, your dad the whole time? Like right. what's going on? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm just, I'm with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I see, see the mom on the weekends and the summers. You That's know. the norm for you. Yeah, that like, was and that, that was and that was <laughs> that was normal for yeah. me. And uh, I didn't find that out till later that that actually wasn't normal. You know that normally uh, I don't I don't know the percentages, but it's a high percentage that when there is um, you know custody battle, normally a judge would side with the mother for sure for custody. Yeah, but I mean, you know, why is that? I you know I don't know. For me, for me at the time, you know, I. I didn't know. I was just, oh, I'm, I'm with my dad. I got mom on the weekends and, you know, in the summers I'll spend more time with her. Um, but yeah. What was it like 
I guess, growing up, uh, I guess, post-breakup, when you're with your dad, and he's essentially... So, was he essentially a single dad? Did he remarry? Was there somebody else in his life? What was life like? So, on the da- dad? on dad's side, it was, um, you know, he was... He continued to go to the same church. Uh, he eventually met another woman in the church, and they got married. And uh, that was probably... That was a couple years after, so maybe three years after. So I'm, a, you know, I'm a, probably a teenager, a young teenager at the time, when uh, my dad remarried, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was that was it. I, you know, I continued to do church functions until I was, you know, sixteen, seventeen, and then I just kind of started falling out of it because I kind of, I don't know, I, I just saw some things that I didn't like, and of course, I have my mom over here on the other side, kind of putting you know, thoughts in my head too, about questioning some of the things that the church was doing at the time. Cause you got to remember, like I, you know, I grew up in a culture that was strict Christian religion and it, it was, it was very community based in the church. So all your friends were church friends. None of your friends were school friends. Um, you know, any activities that you did outside of thing they had to be within that that group okay i I thought that was always weird but okay fine i i had always the stigma of uh yeah your your church friends were never your school friends how how but that's so normal (laughs) that's so normal that's that's pretty normal yeah and and when i was growing up i was like can't damn how come how come i don't see any of you at my school how come none of you go to my school or or something like that but but yeah yeah but i guess that's so normal to your church friends are not necessarily the same as like your school friends or your close friends that you grew up with. Right. Um, so with your, your dad, or I mean, I, I don't know if you would call her your stepmom. Um, it would, or were you close to her? Ah, man. No, my stepmom and I never, we never hit it off. Oh, wow. It was always, and she's a great person. Like, man. And I was, when I was a kid, I was really bad. I was really mean towards her. Like, I was not happy that mom and dad were not together anymore. So I made her life hell. And I, you know, and as, you know, I'm older now, but I've definitely gone back to her. And made, I'm, you know, I've apologized to her countless times oh, for yeah. how bad of a kid. Oh, I was gosh. so, I was so bad. <laughs> I was such a bad kid. Do you want to share a story or give an example? I'm kind of curious. I, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out playing. I come back, uh, I'm coming back home, but the front door's locked. No one's letting me in. I know I know stepmom's there, and I know stepbrother's there. Uh, what the heck, dude? Open the door. I've been knocking on the door. I've been ringing the doorbell. Somebody open the freaking door. So I'm waiting there, you know, I don't know, probably 10 minutes before somebody, before Nancy, my, my stepmom, comes and opens the door for me. My stepbrother, he's older, a lot older. He's downstairs, and, like, he could hear the door all day. He's playing video games, you know? He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. Yeah, he don't care. So, so when stepmom opens the door, I let her have it. Like, I give it to her, right? You kind of chew her out? Yeah. No, I totally, I give her the business, man. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I've been, I've been out here. I've been trying to get in my own house and no one cares. He's down there. He's playing video games and you're God knows where. Like, come on, open the door for me. You know, let me, let me in the house. So he, so stepbrother sees me or hears me like laying into his mom he comes up the steps because it's like a split foyer. Yeah. He straight up, he's you know like six years older than me. He grabs me by the shirt and straight up lifts me up and he's don't ever talk to my mom that way again. And I was like, yeah, okay. Wow. I'm in the minority here. I need to watch myself, <laughs> you know. But I mean, he was right, though. Okay. I mean, he was right. I should not, yeah, I can't, you shouldn't be disrespecting people like that. I was, I was totally in the wrong, so... Yeah, but I mean, I was I was so angry. Mm. Like, kind of, my life was very messed up back then. But I think that's so justified, though, in that you were a young kid, and this new person and her son, it probably felt like they were infiltrating your not only your home but your lifestyle. Or, or I oh don't yeah, know. definitely. You know, here's this new guy. You know, he's he's coming in, he's moving in. So now brother's got to bunk with you. Yep. You know, so now my younger brother's bunking with me when he gets his own room because oh, he's older. Right. You know, so so things like that definitely bothered me, of course. But, I mean, 
you know, I, justified, maybe not justified, understandable, understandable. sure. There we go. Yeah. And I, and I, I you know, the, and, and the term thank goodness, you know, as Nancy, she, you know, she understood too, but man, it took a lot of patience from her to get through that, that period of time. Cause that was, that was a rough period of time wow. for the family. Yeah. And your dad and her are still together. Um, no. So my dad actually, my dad passed a couple oh, years ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm very sorry to hear about that. Yeah. No, no worries. Um, yeah, he had um, multiple myeloma, like a cancer of the blood. Oh my goodness! And uh, yeah, so he died from complications of that. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's that's a story for another day. Sure, we'll, we'll sure. pick that one up next. Time. But you and your stepmom are uh, are okay. Yeah, we're we're good now. That's so great. she's still she's still living in Maryland. Uh, we still talk every I don't know once a month or so. We that's text good. we text a bunch, it's but more than I talk to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't told me about your story. I, I kind of no, I I, I think. Uh, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, to not, but I don't know because he, there are things, uh, there are major life events that happen to anybody, and um, what you went through when you were younger, I feel I should have gone through when I was younger. But uh, and and I'll kind of Tarantino this one. My mom didn't end up leaving my dad until I was twenty three. Both my sister and I, I have an older sister. She's a year and a half older than me. And um, we were very close growing up, and we were best friends. We depended on each other for almost everything and anything. And at a very young age, we saw that my mother and my father did not have a typical uh, husband-wife relationship. And when I say that, it's it's not like they didn't do any weird shit it's just the fact that they just didn't get along with each other they constantly bickered they argued almost every day without fail um and it got to the point where it was just the norm if we went through a day where they didn't argue that was crazy um and and it's not like it, it it's weird because <sighs> Both of my parents, none of them, neither of them are like heavy drinkers. They don't really curse a lot. It's just the fact that uh, my dad was just very verbally demeaning toward my mom. And again, didn't hit her, didn't curse, but just the things that he said to her and the severity and the way he made her feel in my opinion was was worse than physical abuse and if anybody that out there is listening i do apologize for any physical abuse victim but i i think when it comes to verbal abuse especially just demeaning somebody for who they are as a person i, I i'm telling you it's pretty bad um so growing up in an environment and i know we touched on this earlier um i grew up in you know it, it, it was. It almost felt like a very uh, stereotypical 1980s family. Um, uh, older sister, a year and a half older. I had my mom and my dad. Uh, my dad was the breadwinner of the family. Um, he was always the final say in everything. He was. He is. He. He's Hispanic. He comes from a Mexican culture, and I think he carried a lot of that into our family situation and he used that to his advantage mm. and I saw that again I saw my sister and I were very bright <laughs> were I don't know I, I mean <laughs> like, like I, I hope we still are but um, he uh, he would all because he would always be the final say in everything we knew that everything had to go through him so uh. even though if I, we were to ever ask hey can I spend the night at so and so's house uh, uh, can I go out and play can I do this can I do that um, everything everything had to go through my dad and my dad was not always the easiest person um, obviously to get along with my mom was a sweetheart she still is I, I love my mom my mom would n literally not hurt a fly. If there were a fly in the room, she would try to open the window or open the door and let it out and just let it be. Um, and again, my dad used that to his advantage. Uh, he was very dominating. Um, their arguments were basically, and, and that went for everybody in the household, my mom, myself, my sister. Um, if you got into an argument, 
argument with my dad it would turn into a lecture that was given by my dad to you and you just had to sit there and take it and it was very boring it was very repetitive after a while my sister and I again we just we almost got the hint and we would communicate to each other like hey you know like this this guy uh what he said that could have been summed up in like five minutes right like (laughs) but but it lasted like 45 minutes or you end up counting the holes in the ceiling or something like that um my dad and I ended up having a better relationship after my mom left him so what was the last straw for your mom uh, she had always planned on leaving him and, um, and you, you knew almost, this ahead of time. I almost don't care if he's listening. My mom had planned on leaving him for a long time and she had always told my sister and I that she wanted to wait until we were out of the house. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating this by any means. She probably told us that as early as maybe when we were 13. Wow. And I know many, many people out there or whatever, you can think what you want to think about my mom. Um, and, and, and yes, I fully acknowledge that that is not the most healthy way about leaving your spouse or leaving a bad situation. But she was so selfless in caring about the well-being of myself and my sister. She sacrificed that extra 10 years of her life just to make sure herself that we were all okay. Um, Again, not that my dad would ever do anything. It's just that in her mind, she felt that we needed a quote-unquote mother and father around, and she didn't want like a split family or stuff like that. You know, uh, again, you you know that the... the the visits or the custody uh, somebody's on weekends and stuff like that she didn't want that she did not want that and again she sacrificed nearly 10 years of her life to do that and and so when she left uh, right after I graduated college and literally she did leave like maybe a month or two after I graduated college so uh, very premeditated very planned and she did not confront my dad at all um Damn, she's she, just like I'm. I'm out. She left. Leaving. She, she had already planned everything. She packed up her stuff. He went to work one day, and he came home to essentially a dear John letter. Damn. And uh, I knew it the moment my dad called me. I, I will not forget. It. I was working at Disneyland at the time. I was getting gas at a Shell gas station in Anaheim, and when I saw my dad's number come through, I was like, oh. This is it. Oh, this is it. And and when when I answered the phone and he was obviously crying and choked up, I knew I knew right away. I was like, ah, she 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 finally she, she actually did it. She finally did it. And uh, now did she consult you before before this? Um, she did. She did a little bit, but I, I didn't know what like I didn't know when it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be soon. I knew it was going to be within the year. Um, did I know it was going to be that soon? I don't think so. But but I guess. In retrospect, it should have been 10 years before that, um, and I wouldn't have been surprised at that. So when she left, he was very devastated, and I was there for my dad, um, but I also was there to give him a reality check, and I was also there, and I was there uh, the night that she left, and I went over to uh, my old house where he was currently living, and... I was there to console him. I wasn't a complete dick, but at the end of the night, I did I did throw in the idea of, hey, Dad, you kind of sort of had to see this coming, right? Like, you and Mom were not necessarily on good terms. And, and he did acknowledge it, but a lot of him was in... He was in denial. He was in complete denial. It, it was one of those, like, yeah, but you know till death do us part and and you know you're supposed to when you're married you're supposed to stay with that person and it's it was 2003 he i i think and i what, think what my, year did they get married 19 oh my goodness that had to be in the early 70s so old school traditional yeah, like, values like, absolutely yes and again Again, especially... Especially for that the culture, the Mexican culture. Correct, yeah. correct. So the fact that he basically, you know, got the 
the rug pulled from underneath. Yeah, that's got to be tough, man. It was. It was, it's but be hard for him. How I've, how old was he when when you know his his wife left him? Uh oh. So if that was an oh three, I'm horrible at my math. So he would have almost been fifty because wow. he was born in fifty five. So yeah, in 05, he would have been fifty. So so he was just shy of fifty. Um, and but again, I mean, I I hate to say that he deserved it. Did he deserve it in that way? I don't know. I I don't think I'll ever say yes or no. But um, he definitely deserved something. Um, I I don't think my dad was in a good place for most of our growing up, and he was very dominating. He was very verbally abusive toward my mom. And um, it was a very dysfunctional household. And I think he did learn. I think he did learn. I know for a fact he learned a lot from my mom leaving him. I think he learned humility. Um, I think he learned that he's not always going to get his way. And I think he learned also about his own mistakes and how to move on and move forward. He did meet somebody right away. And he ended up marrying her. That person is my stepmom, who I love to death, um, because she doesn't take his shit, <laughs> and I love it. Well, that's she's good. she's a she's an Armenian woman, and I just she's. It's almost like that was meant to be, because my dad continued to learn almost he, uh, more humility, more equality when it comes to a being in a relationship. And she kind of puts him in his place, and I love it. That's great. <laughs> so, so that is, and, and then my mom, my mom, uh, you know, she does her own thing. She's she's very um, she's very quiet. She keeps to herself. She's reconnected with a lot of her family um, that that uh, you know she didn't get a lot of time with when uh, she was with my dad. And uh, I, you know, again, I I love seeing her. I love talking to her. And um, she's 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 like the greatest. She's like the greatest person in the world. So. Um, yeah, that's my parents, and and they still live, you know, within a forty-five minute drive of us. So awesome! Yeah. When did you that's find it. out your parents were, you know, human, and not, uh, you know, and and made mistakes? Oh man! Like, like wow. you and I do. You that that is a great question. It sounds <sighs> like it must have been pretty young because you kind of noticed a, uh, you know, you noticed a conflict between your mom and your dad at a young age, and I gotta imagine that kind of took its toll on you for the, the 10 years that you know you because i mean you all worked through it and i think for my sister and i it was i mean i'm no not joking probably close to when we were maybe 10 because it was the constant bickering it was the it was almost the the self-realization between both of us and it was great to have that sibling because we both, you know, we either got validation from each other or like, hey, I'm not nuts for thinking this right. Or, you know, and they were, oh, no, 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 absolutely not. I'm thinking that too. Or, you know, it. my sister and I had a very, again, we, we were very, very close. We She was like my best friend. And um, we would talk about our parents a lot very early on, almost like we were kind of like, like, like scientists, uh, experimenting like, <laughs> like okay well today today we saw a uh, mom do this and we saw dad do that and it, it, so when we saw the when we started to realize that the constant bickering was not normal mm -hmm. quote unquote for a healthy couple then we started to realize okay they are on a path to where um they're probably not going to be together forever and we need to we need to stick together, you and I, and my sister and I, um, to get through this and to um, help each other out, to communicate, um, to be a team, um, and to support one another and our situations. So if either of us would ever get in trouble or something were to happen, we would we were just constantly, constantly communicating with each other. And I think that was that was the moment where we realized um, our parents were not perfect by any means. Right. And, so you were young. Oh, absolutely. But you, but you and your sister kind of 
went through it together. And and we almost had to force each other to be the more mature mm. um, people of our our four person family relationship. We always would joke about it, and it's true to this day. I'm almost forty years old, and I still look back and go, "Yes, there was a point where my sister and I started to become the mother and father, and my my parents became the children <laughs> because it was us." Again, it's not like we ruled the household, but mentally, mentally, we were absolute. There, there, there was a cross where, where we just knew to just just get through it. Mm. And and um, uh, I I don't know. Um, treat my mom and dad like you know they'll be out of the house when they're eighteen type of thing. Like, right? They're not going to be here forever type right. of thing. They're so, people too. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I don't know how to follow up with that. I was going to, um, I was going to ask you about well, your parents, parents, your grandparents. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Like the, um, the relationship there. Do you see anything that, uh, kind of carried over for them? Do you feel anything that like maybe you're going to take over? I, I guess for my dad's side, obviously it's the dominance. Um, there's always a dominant figure, mm. um, that I, I swore to myself from a very young age that I would never have that type of dominance, nor would I want that type of dominance in a household. Um, my girlfriend and I are very equal. Everything's split down the middle. Everything's a conversation. Hi, buddy. And it's as okay. my son comes up and crawls up on everybody, hey, buddy, there's some wires over here and fun stuff. Yeah, we're talking about you or what's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> um but, you know, we have the agreement that everything is a discussion. Everything is equal communication. And when Brayden, uh, my son, is at an age where he can also converse and communicate, then he will be just in, as an equal part of family discussions as anybody at the table. And that's something that I did not have when I was younger. And, and again, I, it's not one of these like, oh, when I'm a parent, and then it never falls through. Th that is one right, thing right. that I am hell-bent on and and I already we already I already know because we do this with just Amanda and I to begin with everything is an equal discussion and everybody has a say and everybody's opinion is valued um, so I'm gonna flip that on you too so no I think we're in the same boat I mean we talk we're gonna talk about it you know well what's what's the issue um, okay cool well then let's yeah let's have a conversation or the pros and the cons what you know what's right and wrong what have we seen happen in the past for you know for other situations similar to this but yeah i, I think that's a great idea just mm -hmm. mutual respect you know make the decision together not necessarily the only thing though is is you got to make sure that you're in agreement you're on the same page you and your girlfriend you and your significant other Absolutely. whoever because if there's like any if there's any you know disconnect there then it's like oh well i know if i ask mom this you know i'm gonna go ask mom or right i'm gonna go ask dad this question because i know he's gonna say you know different so that's that's the only thing that i'm i'm worried about in the future not right now i mean obviously kids you know but we too. know from our own experiences exactly, as children exactly. we children figure out children are smart super smart they figure out at a very young age who their allies are and how to go around things and go, I, I mean, and that applies in almost, every, is almost everyday adult life. Like children figure out that stuff very quickly. And, and my sister and I did too. Did, did that, did that happen in your family? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I, I would always, I would always know, oh, ask mom, mom's going to be down, you know, right. whatever you want. You want to see that movie when you're, you know, 11 years old, that's rated <laughs> PG 13 or R. Ooh, oh, we're going to go, we're going to go talk to mom about that. She'll take us side conversation. What was your first rated R movie in the theater? First rated R movie in theater. I snuck in with my best friend, Ben to see the matrix. Oh my God. That was my first one. That was your first rated, first R movie? rated R movie was the matrix. Jesus. What were you like? 20? <laughs> Dude, the Matrix came out in what 1999. It did, and I was an old man. So you, you were an old man. I was, uh, I was 15, okay. 16 okay. at okay. the time. I wow. mean, I mean, you're not that much older than me. No, I know. I'm like three years older. So. I guess. Yeah. I mean, but dude, three years in age when you're 16 compared to a 19 year old. Shoot, a 19 compared to a 21 year old. That's true. 
Dude, that's, very true. that's huge. Especially that's a when huge, it comes to that's a huge difference. <laughs> but yeah, no, The Matrix was my my first star rated movie. Okay, I snuck okay. in to see that with Ben, and dude, that was that was fucking awesome. It was a great. That was movie. the best. That's that was a, the best movie to sneak into. That's ever. a good first rated yep. R. It's almost like your. What was your first concert? What was your first rated R movie? Like yeah. that's a good rated R such, movie. That was such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I and you're right. I didn't realize that the very first Matrix was rated R, and the other two were not. Oh, they weren't. I, I thought they were all rated. I, R. I believe. No? The, no, wait. You know what? I think you're. You know, never mind. Never mind. You were too old by then. It's so, like, ah, fucking rated. R. It was Who just cares? a movie to it me. Was just a movie. Yeah, is NC seventeen? That's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just walked in. Um, okay, so it, the, I think maybe one of the other things uh, to talk about uh, that I wanted to touch on too, as far as growing up and our family lives were, what about just inspiration in general? Um, did you have maybe? somebody in your life that was a personal inspiration or again I was a very it was the 80s I was a very pop culture centric kid and and my parents let me watch TV and movies at a very young age and um, I, I guess TV was a part of, uh, of, of, of an entity that that I grew up with um, so it doesn't even necessarily have to be somebody that you knew was was there somebody or something that was out there that you just drew from inspiration so i didn't i didn't really have access to pop culture very much because i was very sheltered as a, as a kid growing up um being in the church it was only christian music uh you know christian anything that was church related was what i was allowed to do pod was a phenomenal band i'm just <laughs> puddle of mud yeah <laughs> no, what are some other good ones remember pod no um um yeah, not puddle of, uh oh man the the, the no, there was a few good christian bands youth um, of the nation um um what else did they sing they were they were that Chris, they were like a christian not metal dc talk Oh, DC uh, talk, uh, Jars oh, of Clay. Jars of Clay. That's, uh, they that were was actually my, very good. Was, Jars of Clay was a really good they were, they were I, good. I like Jars of Clay. MXPX was technically a Christian <laughs> Yeah, MXPX, I, yeah. I loved them, actually. Five Iron Friends. That's right, they were, yes. Well, oh, Under Oath, one of my favorite uh, hardcore bands ever. They claim Christian. Under Oath, I don't think I've heard they're, of them. They're very, very hard, but very, very Christian. You, like, you would never know it by listening to them, but yeah, they were. Yeah, so, so it, was, it, was hard, it was harder for me to have mm-hmm. access. To, I didn't, so I didn't really have access to that stuff until I was older, like driving age, like 16, 17. But when I was younger, I could read whatever books I wanted to read. So I drew a lot of my, like my childhood heroes were always, were always people in books. They were always like, um, I would read a lot of uh, like adventure style type true story books, like mountain climbers. Um, nice. You know, people have done first ascents of mountains, like the Eiger, uh, you know, in the Swiss Alps or, you know, Walter Bonatti, an Italian Italian climber. So, so people like that always really caught my attention. I really love those adventure, travel, exploration stories. So I'd always follow those guys. How about you? I, w- I w- <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I don't want to say like we were the exact opposite, but I did read a little bit, um, but most of it was <laughs> comic books and science fiction. And yeah, I was... I was raised by TV. I drew a lot of inspiration and a lot of my favorite things came from television and movies. And, you know, that just sucked me in. I was very, very fascinated by television and movies and um, obviously science fiction fantasy. And, yeah, maybe because it did pull me away from the real world. Um, I was a huge Back to the Future fan. I loved Star Wars, obviously. I have Star Wars tattoos. Um, it was just something that really, really drew me in. You I, have Star Wars tattoos? I do, that? I do. So oh, I have shit. this one sure to do. where, yeah, it's like the Jedi in the Dia de los Muertos theme, and, and I have the C-3PO with the crown of thorns. Um, it, it, it's just, I, I think I was in love with the idea of the hero always prevailing, and... Um, I also grew up a wrestling fan, and it was the same principle. I mean, like it's not WWF the, wrestling, yeah, okay. like WWF wrestling, and it's one of those things where, like, yes, after a certain age, I understood that that it was quote unquote fake or predetermined, but it was the storyline that drew me. It it was the good guy versus bad guy. It was good versus evil, and I I always 
clung to those types of stories to where I wanted to see how the good guy would get out of it. Um, that's what I grew up on. Yeah, that and, doesn't sound so dissimilar. I mean, both, you know, we're both into great stories about, you know, maybe the underdog triumphing or getting through like a really tough, tough patch. Totally. Yeah. And, and I was all about the underdog. Um, I, I, I loved reading um, uh, almost anything to where, I guess, but I guess for me, I loved reading things that weren't autobiographical mm. or weren't real. I loved the fantasy aspect. And then I also loved to question the idea of, well, I know this is fake, but could it exist? Mm. Could that ever be possible? I was always fascinated with the technology of a lightsaber with Star Wars culture. Mm-hmm. Could that ever happen? Could could we do that? Could, yeah. Could you? Could we somehow, harness a laser beam yeah, yes, coming out? Because uh-huh. that would be freaking awesome. A controlled laser beam that essentially could just cut through anything. Is that possible? Like, it, 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 I, 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 I grew up on Star Wars at a point where, like, I knew obviously it wasn't real, but. I, I loved the idea of the potential that it that, could be that it could be one day possible for that stuff to happen. So, and I, I and side note, I don't think we're too far off. No, to be well, we see we you. see a lot of science science fiction that's come to life over the that's past true. fifty years. Star Trek and yeah, cell phones. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pop culture, TV, movies uh, were a huge part of my upbringing. Um, and I, I loved my Saturday morning cartoons. Um, you know, I was a Hulk Hogan fan. I was a He-Man fan. Uh, what else? Oh, Transformers. That was, that was a big, big part of, of my childhood growing up. Now, when you watched, did you watch wrestling with, um, your sister or was that the thing you did with your dad? No, the funny thing was, and damn, that's a really good question. A lot of things that I was into I didn't draw from anybody. I would just kind of sort of channel surf. Just fell into it. And I stumbled upon wrestling. I remember the very, very first match that I watched when I was young. And it was on a weekend. And it was one of their little weekend shows. And I just watched it by myself. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. There's a character here. Oh, and he's the good guy. Oh, and this guy's the bad guy. Okay, sounds good. Oh, cool, he beat the bad guy. Yay, good guy wins. I love it. Show me more. So, and, and then, and then I got immersed in the whole Hulk Hogan culture, which again was he was more than just a a wrestler. He was like this icon. He yeah, was, he was an icon. He was larger than life, it, man. It, absolutely. And so I grew up this just huge Hulk Hogan fan. Um, and, and then oh the, man, I love that. I love that era. Yeah, the eighties, exa- late eighties, oh, early nineties. It's so much it's perfect. And so that's kind of and again with TV and movies, I was always yeah. about the hero because that's and, something my dad and I would do all the time okay. is, is wrestling. He oh, would, really? he would even get the um, what was it called the the pay per view wrestling yes. events yeah. WrestleMania. Yes, that's, you'd get that's WrestleMania. What that was we would get oh, those. Oh my goodness! Back in the day, yeah. What about yourself? What did you? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I know you said you read a lot about uh, real people. <laughs> which is, yeah, again, so my, my heroes were mm-hmm. like were actual people, you know? Like I really drew inspiration from these guys that are like, yeah, I'm going to go climb that mountain there. Why? Be- because I can. Why not? You know? Like there's something about that struggle that's like, you know, kind of it's almost nonsensical in a way. It's like, well, why do we decide to go to the moon? You know, yeah, there's a lot of scientific uh, research and, you know, stuff that we can we can do. But I mean, because it's there, you know, you see this you see this thing, this this moon or this goal, this top of a mountain peak. And and, you know, can can people live up there? Can they survive on the top of, you know, Mount Everest? I don't know. Let's let's go see. And so those were the people, you know, they were they were explorers, but they were scientists, too. You know, like big expeditions were you know basically a bunch of rich people who decided yeah kind of bored you know more normally they're brits right and they're like all right let's right. let's 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 go 
you know, it's a good amount of Everest. So let's, you know, so Mallory packs up. Sir he gets Edmund a, Hillary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, let's pack up. Let's let's go do an expedition. So I, I was, I was always, I always loved, I just love that kind of like, dude, no one's ever been there. Are you crazy? You're going to, you're going to go here. You're going to, you're going to try to climb something. No one's ever, no one's ever done before. You don't even know if you can breathe up there. Like, you no, know, but we're going to go find out. Or even like the great sea voyages. Um, there's, there's just so many examples. So I, I just got sucked in to those people. And I'm like, dude, these people are real explorers, you know? So I, I just always, I always love that. And so those, those were my heroes growing those up. Those are almost like real life superheroes. Yeah. The real life, the real life superheroes. Cause I, I really, you know, anything that was quote unquote secular when I was a kid, I wasn't really, yeah, I was kind of like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. So I, so I know, you know, biblical history, I know all about that. So I can tell you about all those guys and they're, and they're like, those stories are amazing, man. I, I really think we should, uh, we should come back and revisit biblical stories in like a modern day and put like a modern day, put like a really good director on some of these okay. things and we'll do some more movies. But cause I think some of those stories are amazing. I think they are. And they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of from start to finish. There's either a moral of the story or, there's something to be learned at from start to finish from a lot of biblical stories. And, and it, it's that classic. I also grew up in a Catholic family and um, I remember one of my Sunday school teachers posing the question to the class of there is an idea of you can either take Bible stories literally, right? Or you can take them somewhat metaphorically right. where Let's say, just for example, Jesus didn't turn water into wine necessarily. They had water, and he somehow acquired wine, and he brought it to people. And therefore, it's the, oh, well, well he turned water into wine. I mean, it, again, it, or you have lemons, make lemonade type of thing. Um, I I like the idea of that. Uh, because I, I'm not very religious anymore. So you myself. you grew up Catholic. I did. Your parents they went to church like every. We went every, every week, Sunday. Every my Sunday. mom actually grew up Protestant, and okay. she converted to Catholicism when her and my dad got married. And I mean, you know, obviously they have they're extremely similar in the grand scheme of things, um, but there are obviously differences. Um, yeah, and, and... Your mom still practices She does Catholicism? not. Ne- no. Neither okay. of my parents really, quote-unquote, practice. Um, I really don't know what they're... Why is that? Do you think they did that for the kids kind of a thing? I think they did it. Because that's, that's a question I'm struggling with no, right now. I, 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 that's, and that's a great question. I think growing up in the 80s and just seeing, just from my own experience with my parents, I think they just did it just because it was the thing to do mm-hmm. to where it would almost be weird to not be religious in some form of where I grew up, some form of Christianity. And I I know the idea of atheism is on the rise. Um, I just read an article today that said um, in the United States church attendance is at its lowest that it's ever been I don't think that th- this is some absurd uh, reality here I, I, I think I think people are starting to either get informed and there's a lot of facts <laughs> in my opinion that are missing um, again I I'm not, I don't judge anybody if you have some sort of uh, spiritual belief in anything. My sister is Jewish. She actually converted to Judaism oh, wow. uh, a few years ago, and she's always felt a strong connection to the Jew- Jewish culture, community, and religion. And I think it's a wonderful culture. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and, but for myself, um, I, I don't really practice anything because... There came a certain point in my life when I believe I was in my late 20s to where I did start to question everything. And for me, I look at the world as if I I love facts and I love 
I love the idea of backing up facts with actual things. Like evidence. Correct. Yeah. With physical evidence. And if somebody says, well, then you don't have any faith and you don't have, then so be it. I choose to have faith and to believe in things that are actually there. I know I'm holding a microphone. If we're in the Matrix, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I know that there is, I'm staring at a fridge. I know that there have been artifacts found throughout history and that we're starting to question history. And did things actually happen the way that we think they did because of what we found? Or have we not just dug deep enough? Um, I'm sure you know the name Graham Hancock. Yeah, of course. Graham Hancock is starting to question the idea of, well... Yeah, you listen to his podcast? God. I I was like, all right, who is this guy? Shouts out to Graham Hancock and obviously shouts out to Joe Rogan. Um, He just had him on a few days ago. And this is the first time I had ever heard him talk about that. And again, this has nothing to do with religion, first of all. This has to do with things that have well, been... Well, to do with our history. Exactly. History our, of humans. Our, our human history. Yeah. And that he is starting to put the pieces together and question the the standard archaeology of we think something happened at this date, this date, and this date, but what we're starting to find with our advanced technology, our useful tools, we are finding by the day things that contradict those ideas those beliefs right and it's not wrong it, 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 if somebody it, if somebody's out there it, well am i wrong for believing him or if i'm no you're not i think anybody should question anything it's not it's not wrong to question things that are just standard belief or practice if there is evidence to back that up it's okay and and i think uh graham Han- hancock is a wonderful example of questioning um, our standard belief in our human history because we are starting to find things that are like, whoa, yeah. we thought that happened 15,000 years ago. That may have happened 40,000 years right. ago. And there is evidence to back that up. Yeah, my so, f- my favorite quote from, from him was, you know, we're, we're, we're a um, species with amnesia. We have I love no, it. We have no yes. idea, like... We're just so we're so young. We don't know what happened a hundred years ago. Yeah, and that to me is what's you know kind of getting back to you know being a new new father is like man, we where where do we even come from? You know, I can maybe tell you about my dad and my grandfather a little bit, mm-hmm. but do I really know their whole story? Not no, not really. Same, not man. really, man. Like, and you know, my father's you know my and his father like it's not that long ago it's it's a hundred years ago and yet, or less and yet we don't know and we everything. have no clue you don't i mean you really don't know i don't i don't know my dad just took a 23 and me oh man test. what did he find out from that and he found out and none of us knew and he didn't know either he's 50 percent, 52 percent Native American. Get out of here. We never knew that. He never knew it. I wow, was over dude, at his that's, house that's last rare. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I was over at his house last weekend and we were talking about it because we have known since Christmas. And when I looked at him and I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, holy shit. He totally is Native American. I see it now. I see, I see it, it now. in your face. And my stepmom is looking over at me like, right? And I was like, holy wow. crap. So again. That's really cool. It that is. is. That's and, really cool. And it, the cool thing is, is that he wants to know more too. Yeah. He's not this person that's like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I grew up Mexican and I'm Mexican. No. He took that test and he's like, whoa, sweet. Here are the facts. I'm 52% Native American. I want to know more about yeah. that. He's he's not in denial. He is curious and he wants to know, which is actually very you know commendable on my dad's part. Definitely, like, I, I mean that's I, that's great. Yeah. So so to go back to being the the father thing again, you're yeah, right. Just, we we don't know everything. Yeah, and we hardly they don't know, know everything either. Yeah, it's it's crazy. My my wife, you know, she's been into the genealogy thing mm-hmm. a whole lot recently, and um, she took a test. Yeah, I mean, we okay. we both we both took oh, the nice. test. Um, nice. You know, so. Did you think, pass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a mutt. She's a mutt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all you know very mixed as, as far as you know our origins. So that's why it's like really cool when you when you hear like 52 percent Native American. You're like, dude, that's a lot. I know. And we were like. God, we could have got some yeah, money. Yeah, what's your name? You can <laughs> could open a casino. Yeah, I know. I'm like, give me a job. No, no. Yeah, but, but she, yeah. she like she found out her great grandfather. You know, he was shot and killed in a card game back in you know in the mid 1800s, what? like mid to late 1800s. Oh my God, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, Wait, but, but how did she? How did she, she learn that? She just she just found she did so the genealogy. She did the genealogy. Oh she found my. out. You know, she took last names from herself or you know her her parents or grandparents. And then she did all she could, and then, like the the trail went dark for a couple of years. So she wow. put it she put it aside, and then just like a month ago, she decided to get back on there. Well, she found this long lost like half cousin, I think her um, hold on her mom's her mom has a half brother, who she'd okay. never met. Okay. Well, this guy he was looking through genealogy too. He got curious, so he put in all the information that he knew from his side. And that's how she ended up finding out that her great granddad was um, shot and killed over a card game back in the late wow. 1800s. So it was like the stars aligned to where they were both curious about yeah. their genealogy. Yeah, and then they, and then they, you know, through this like exhaustive research yeah. through last names, going to you know actual graveyards and confirming that this is the person who they think it is you know who shares the same last name because you know it's like oh this okay he has the same last name well did he live in you know the same area as you know my family did oh okay he does oh oh okay so this is probably you know more reasonable that this is actually that guy wow and then you know just looking back through it you, you find that stuff out but that's only like my thing that's you know that's two generations removed and that's it. And yeah. then, and it's taken her, you know, 35 years to figure out what happened to a great-grandfather, which is, it's, it's incredible. So, yeah. So, Hancock and, and, you know, amnesia, it's like, man, we, we really, mm-hmm. we really don't know. Yeah. You know, I, man, great, great book when I was growing up, um, Carl Sagan, he's, Please, yeah. you know, he's um astrophysicist. He's, you know, he, he, he's, he's been gone for a while now i think he passed in the late 90s but he was really influential to me because he was like you were saying before he tried to put reason and science based research behind you know behind everything and his that was one of his his you know his his big things was trying to talk to regular people in a regular way so that they could understand some of these bigger and larger larger concepts and um you know what's one of the things he said was uh, it's the name of his book is shadows of forgotten ancestors and man that that's like that's such a great a great line great great book too yeah. he's just trying to piece together kind of how we've come to where we are today why we believe what we believe why you know why some of us choose this religion over a different one and how that's all how that's all come to be and it's you know it's really fascinating to me so how do you want to take the approach with your child um as far as any sort of belief goes i I think for me is i want to expose them to whatever religions or whatever that's a, that's a really good question. I haven't really put a full thought together, but I would say I would not shelter them from any religion, and I'd like them to learn about multiple religions. Here's what so-and-so believes. Here's why. Here's what my parents believed. Here's why. You know, let's go to church a few times. When they're old enough to understand it, um, you, know, you know, I'd like to tell them the stories that I learned growing up, like the Bible stories, because they're, they're pretty freaking cool stories. I probably wouldn't tell them the same way as they were taught to me, but because to me, they're, they're stories. They're great stories that's almost like fiction. They're, and it probably is some fiction with it. But I mean, there are important lessons to be yeah, learned. Yeah, but you, you learn great lessons from it, and it's... and it's So to me, that's important that they that they at least learn the stories and the lessons behind the story, why they were told, what was kind of what was going on here, 
and kind of you know what's happening what they choose to believe is you know that's up to them that's up to them and i mean i can only you know i can say for myself i'm more of an agnostic like i don't i just simply don't know which is what you know agnostic means hey i don't know is there an afterlife maybe i don't know am i ever going to be able to prove it one way or the other no i don't know there's certainly plenty of people that have faith um and, and things but i you know like you i'm more science based you know the only reason we just don't know yet that's because we don't have enough evidence to support you know one thing or another thing um so that's that's kind of how i would that's how i'm gonna try to approach approach this thing with my kiddos moving forward it's gonna be uh you know i don't know here's what here's what we do know here's the evidence that we have but um yeah i'm not you know, I don't know. And I don't, I don't think that I don't think there's a problem with admitting that I don't know the answers because I don't know all the answers. Um, and I'm OK with that. As long as as long as you know who who to go to to find the right answer or who has a good, better idea than me, who has the right answer, then then that's good. That's good enough for me. How about you? I feel the exact same. Way. <laughs> I, you cool. couldn't have put it better. I couldn't have put it better. That is exactly the way I feel. Um, yes, I am atheist slash agnostic because you bought, you brought up a great point. I don't know everything either. I, you're right. Is there a higher power? Maybe. Maybe not. Is there an afterlife? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. You're right. I do not know. And, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know either. So um, you, hit the, you hit the nail right on the head uh, with everything. And growing up in a multicultured um, not growing up, excuse me, uh, being in a multicultured, um, I guess, setting. I grew up Catholic. Amanda grew up Mormon. Both of us are not so much anymore. I have a sister that converted to Judaism. It's almost like for our son, the channels are all there. Mm-hmm. If he wants any questions, if he has anything, obviously you anybody can consult the Internet, but... If you have any questions, I don't even care if my son wanted to read the Quran. Cool. Educate yourself. Form form some sort of educated decision based on the stuff that you individually researched and you made a conscious decision of what you believe to be is right for you. And And again, anybody who has any sort of faith or religion... In a positive way, if that gets you through life, and if that's what makes you happy, then please, by all means, I love it. Go for it. That that is that, and and I want that to be the same thing with my son. In a positive way, if that helps you and that gets you through life for inspiration, motivation, in a positive way, please, by all means, it's all you, dude. Go for it. So. And and I I also think uh, uh, maybe final thoughts and then I think this is a perfect way to end. Yeah, it. no, I so, think this was good, right? Yeah, this great, was fun, great test run. We yeah, just don't have really a name good for test this run. thing. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll we'll work on it. We'll We're going to consult with the wives too, yeah, because they have ideas. They have really good ideas. So um, until we come back with uh, our our third partner in crime, Brian, uh, who is camping right now with his son yep. for the first time. That's awesome, by the way. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it the next time we, we do this. So, cool. again, I think this was a great first round. Yeah, good first shot. All right. Sounds good.